Welcome to the first episode of the He Said, She Said podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. Hi, I'm EJ Kerwin. And today we're going to spend a little time telling you about why we created He Said, She Said and a little bit about ourselves as well. Yeah, we thought we'd just first introduce ourselves. Um, uh, Like I said, my name is EJ. I've been uh, been in the mental health field for about 10 years. Uh, I spent my early life um, in in theater and in uh, the entertainment industry and never quite felt myself there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, through teaching yoga, I ended up working in a, in a mental health facility treating women with eating disorders and just for the first time in my life felt like I was doing the right thing. And, and then from there I, uh, I got my master's degree and I've spent the last uh, over 10 years of my life um, helping individuals and, and couples and, and families just feel better and be happier. And you're amazing at what you do. Thank you. <laughs> so, funny story, when I was five years old, I was at a Mexican restaurant with my grandma and there was this couple sitting next to us and they were not talking and they looked really sad. And I told my grandma, I said, one day I'm going to help couples feel happier. And so I knew from a really young age that I was going to be in the helping profession. And I got my master's degree in clinical psychology in Chicago. And then I moved out to Los Angeles, California, where I got my license as a marriage and family therapist. And that's when I started to just fall in love with couples work. And I also got into the field of eating disorders as well, which yeah. led me to Tucson. Yeah, and that's where we met. We met mm-hmm. at a, a residential treatment facility. Yes, yeah. I saw EJ doing experiential treatment with teenage girls who were suffering from anorexia and bulimia. And I thought, that you were the most amazing therapist I'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, so that's how we met. Yeah. And we were friends. We yeah, we were, we were friends first. Like, you know, we were, I was in a different phase in life. I was, uh, was kind of at the end of, a, of, of not a very good relationship. And, um, and I had two kids. And I was only supposed to be in Tucson for a couple years. I was just getting my hours uh, working in the eating disorder field. And then EJ went through a breakup and I... She was going to be my wingman. I was going to be his wing sister. Where she, we, I'd been in, I'd been in Maine like all summer, and we talked a couple of times. I, I work at a, a, I run a boys' camp on the East Coast as well, and, uh, and we got back and we said, hey, let's go, out, let's go out, and it wasn't. I mean, it was and kind I of like invited a bunch of friends. Yeah, she yeah. thought it was for friends. I was kind of, I was hoping for maybe something else. So anyway, we go out that night, and bam, here we are, eight years later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and four kids later. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I that's from zero to four kids in a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things, one of the reasons we ended up starting this is we, uh, we, our, our love story and how it took off was just really crazy. Like, like Tara said, we, she went from this, like, you know, single woman, no kids, unencumbered. Three bedroom condo by myself. Yeah. Living the life. <laughs> and we fell in love and. EJ had two kids. I had two boys. They were three and five when yeah. we got married. Yeah. We got married. Went on our honeymoon. Got pregnant. With twins. With twins. And so. Right after. Yeah. Our honeymoon. So yeah, and so within within a year Tara went from zero kids to four kids. It was crazy. Yeah. So, um so yeah, so then our twins were born and up until that point we had been together, healthy communication, fun, 
things kind of flowed. Twins were born. I assumed since EJ had done this before that parenting is it would be just easy, easy peasy. Plus, <laughs> his boys, my stepsons, were are very very gentle, mellow, kind, very mellow, mellow kids. kids. Yeah. So we had these twins that were born with colic, and if you don't know what that means, that means that they never sleep. Um, and cried for like the cried. basically the first six or seven months straight. So I was nursing every hour. I would go five days without even sleeping for 30 minutes. Yeah. And EJ and I, we, our communication significantly broke down. I was angry at him. I must have got in the minivan three times saying, I'm divorcing you. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. This is terrible. And then I went for a run with the twins and their double stroller because it's the only thing that would make them sleep. And I'm taking a run and I call EJ and I said, he said, she said couples counseling, like we, we have to, we have to help other yeah. people. If, if we are trained professionals in communication and relationship skills and we're breaking down, can you imagine what other? Yeah. And, and, and I said, I, I don't like working with couples, um, <laughs> which is, which is funny because I mean, one of the things that, that working with couples as an individual therapist, I found very challenging um, because you know there's one person yeah. one therapist and two two people that are struggling and yeah. you know Tara's idea for us to do it together was a was a total game changer I mean it was and, and I've always loved couples work but I did find that you know when there was just one clinician in the room and the couple that often if you know since I'm a female in the room that if it's a um, you know opposite sex couple the male would kind of assume that I was going to just automatically side with the female. So from the get-go, I would always address couples saying, listen, right, I'm, I'm unbiased here. I'm an objective, you know, point of view. And, but still, it was hard. So, yeah. so when we started developing He Said, She Said, it was on the basis that we would, it would create safety. Yeah. Like that a married couple with four kids, blended family, experiencing significant difficulty and challenges during stressful times could do all the research, read all the books, know what feels healthy, and know how to kind of heal and yeah. become each other's teachers in those moments instead of become each other's enemies. Which... I, yeah, and I think there were a couple of things we really like knew that we didn't like about about how couples therapy had, had gone in our experience uh, as, as clinicians. And then, and then also, you know, I think, I don't know if, if you had, but I had also experienced couples counseling as a, as a person as well, just as a, as a client. And it was that if it, it ended up feeling sort of oftentimes like a weekly bitch session where you yes. just came in there, you yes. just kind of emptied your trash, you felt a little bit better because it was like you got, you got it out. But it didn't feel like it was really going anywhere. And, and, and yeah, it was never ending. And we were like, you know, what we want to do is we want to create an experience for a couple where they, where they make their relationship a priority for a chunk of time. Where that's, where that, you know, because everything else in our life, we, we, we raise to the front. You know, our jobs, we make that a priority. Our kids, we make it a priority. You know, even friends we make a part of, but sometimes our relationship is like the one thing that we allow it, yeah, to, to kind of to kind of fall back. I think there's this assumption that it'll just work itself out, and that you don't really have to pay attention to it. And we found that that's not the case. Yeah, I th and I think it's like a, it's beyond like even just like an assumption. It's almost like it's a uh, yeah, it's an expectation that because like at one point we had this really intense love, and the, and the sex was really easy, and and there wasn't very much conflict. 
that it's just always going to be that way and that if it and that if it gets challenging and that there's and that you you're having trouble navigating stuff it's like well then obviously then this just doesn't work so i might as well just like to to, to heck with it um i mean and and i think what we found in in working oh, i know what we found in working with couples is that couples with really profound problems still can heal you know that they can get through they them with, with with help though i mean i think most of the time right i mean couples just need help I mean, so going back to that never-ending counseling, you know, what what makes he said, she said also unique is that we have a very, like, clear beginning, middle, end. So first session is very goal-oriented, and we're constantly checking in around those goals. How are yeah. you guys making progress towards them? What are the obstacles? Yeah, what's it going to look like in, in, you know, in, in, our, in our program, 12 weeks, when, when you've accomplished all these goals and, and you guys have developed healthy communication, like, what's your relationship going to look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that just knowing that there's an end in sight is very um, motivating for couples. Yeah. You know? And so, and we've been doing this now for almost three years, and we have a very high success rate, and we've helped many, many couples absolutely take significant shifts. And one thing we're kind of working on is more preventative techniques because we do most of our couples we get in counseling. It's very much crisis oriented, yeah. kind of like the last straw. You know, and, and we're really trying to reach out to our, in the community, like how can we prevent that from yeah. happening? We want to, yeah, because we, I mean, we certainly want to help those couples who are, who are in crisis, who are, who are really having a hard time, who have these patterns that they just can't seem to break out of. But gosh, I mean, how nice would it be also to, to help couples get ahead of that and, and not have to go through some of the stuff that, that we and, and other couples have. And so... Yeah, so I mean, a, that's a little bit of background from he said, she said, yeah. and why we and why we created what we did, and you know, this is our passion. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just as our couples learn from us, we learn from our couples, and you know, what makes a healthy relationship? I think is a, is like the question we should focus on today. I think that's what great. What makes a healthy relationship? Well, and again, how we do things isn't necessarily how you do things. Yeah. Right? I mean, I th I, there's certain things though that I think are the, uh, you know, real backbone, right? That that if you know, because the backbone what in our body, it's what keeps us upright and straight. You know, it's it's the it's the center of us as a human, yeah. and I and I think that uh, that communication, no matter what couples come in here, right? Whatever their problems are, whether it's whether it's finances or or sex. in laws or sex or whatever, yeah. they need to communicate about it. And, uh, and that is always the challenge, right? Yes. Healthy yeah. communication is some of the biggest challenges. Yeah. Because what happens is we have our guards up, so we get defensive to this one person that's supposed to be like the closest person to us. And then we can't hear each other, you know. Um, I, I think overall, like the biggest thing we help couples with is identifying their own needs for themselves identifying their needs within the relationship and then talking about those needs to their partner in a way that their partner can hear them and then respond to them. And yeah. most of the time, we just assume that the other person knows what we need and it is absolutely not the case. And I'm talking from experience because we had to have like a huge blowout and I was like, oh, I'm really bad at telling you what I need. Don't you know what I need? And you were like, no. <laughs> yeah. 
So we, that is like one of the biggest things we help couples with, like identifying and then knowing what they are and then and then sharing them with your partner in a way that he or she can respond. Yeah, I mean the big I mean it's it's such a skill to be able to to tell your partner what you need in a really clear way because because and, and and also it's not it's it's not just the the speaking of it but it's also the hearing of it right because yeah, yeah because especially I know like especially uh, like personally and a lot of a lot of the men we work with especially in heterosexual relationships is men go right to like I'm being criticized I can't get it right I can't get it right everything I do is wrong yeah and so you know their partner might be saying like you know gosh I just don't feel like I don't feel like you ever tell me you love me or you don't ever like express to me how important I am anymore and and all the uh, all he he ends up hearing is like you're doing it wrong you need to change not what's at the heart of it that it's somebody who's sad and somebody who feels lonely and somebody who feels like gosh I just want to feel like important like I don't like I'm I know our kids are important and I know your job is important and I know your parents are important but man you know I'm important and so you know helping people you know figure out how to say those type of things in a in a kind way is you know what we say kind of in every consultation we always do a complimentary consultation to meet our couples and say you know what like we are each other's teachers and if we allow for that you know that we can be you know the best version of ourselves and this person sitting next to us can help us and when this union feels good life is stressful right it's more manageable but when this feels off when it feels disconnected when it feels you know, like not warm and fuzzy, if you will, everything else can feel very unmanageable. And then toxicity starts to kind of creep in, and that's where people start to get their emotional needs and or physical needs met outside of the relationship. And so we really try to create an atmosphere in here when we're building it. We help couples build a very solid foundation to um, prevent that from happening. Yeah. yeah. Another another thing around communication that that helps with exactly what Tara is talking about is we try to get couples to tar- start talking about what they're feeling, and and Not what they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. That's a big differentiation, right? It's like we're really good at at, at telling our partner what our opinion is or what we think of things. We're not super good at saying you know the more vulnerable things of like you know I'm really. I'm scared. Like I'm scared. We have we have four kids, and 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 I I love you so much, and we got a house, and we got a business, and and when we argue, it's like it's terrifying, right? Because it's like, well, what if all that? What if we can't make this work? What if you know? And it's on a personal level. What if I'm like a failure? What if I just can't get get, get my shit together when it comes to being in a relationship? You know, and uh, and and so identifying and verbalizing feelings much harder than we think it is uh-huh. it does not just come easy and that's where again in our sessions we do a lot of um, exploring kind of the individual's emotional mapping if you will and that way the other partner can really start to understand and have compassion around oh this is how my person copes this is his or her defense mechanisms right these are her negative core beliefs or how she sees or how he sees himself or herself in the world and so when you really start to explore at an individual level kind of your emotional makeup, it lets your partner know, oh, like it's not that she's intentionally trying to make me feel awful. It's that she has no idea how to stay with uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. So 
Gosh. So it's just, again, it's a lot of like kind of internal yeah. work, introspective work at an individual level because we all bring baggage into our relationship. Yeah. It's funny, like as you're, as, you're, as you're speaking about what you're speaking right there and then I was speaking about what I was speaking and, and how this is all unfolded is it is, it is, uh, it is a lot of work to make a relationship really thrive it that that it's, it's you know as much as we like started off saying like hey we're going to talk to you about one thing that's really like essential in a relationship communication but then the minute we start doing this right we start talking about you know we start so talking about complex. about listening about speaking about stating your needs about about yeah, what else heart stay open yeah having you you know and so it's uh I mean, I guess that's why we love it so much maybe is because it's so simple, you'd think, like loving you, I love you, you're amazing, and, and, and then how hard it is, right? I mean, we've the experienced that. The hardest thing in the world to, yeah. uh, to keep this together, yeah. right? But it's amazing when you can stay connected. Yeah, you know? but, and, and, and also I'll, I'll t tell you what is amazing is when we help couples. It is great. It, it's great to see a couple come into our program with, you know, with a lot of fear and a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. And, and feelings of helplessness. Like, yeah, there's no change. It's yeah. not going to get better. And, and then see them slowly build confidence that they can, that they can communicate, that they can, uh, that they can have fun again. That, that it's not just like a total drag, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of times by the time they get to us, it's starting to feel like a total drag. It's not fun. It weighs a lot. Every interaction is like, you know, dragging a, a boulder up a hill. Yeah. And, uh, and then by the end, we do this thing called, called old story, new story, where people, you know, kind of talk about what was happening at the beginning and where they are now yeah. and seeing them moving forward fond of each other and smiling at each other and sometimes like in the beginning not making eye contact and then at the end like you know holding hands and, and touching and, and feeling more connected than they ever had previously yeah. and just in a deeper way they've made the yeah. shift yeah in a more yeah. mature way and you know because a, lo a lot of times that, that that love that they look back on that was so you know intoxicating and that they think they should still have was the young of was the the love of two you know, not as mature people that hadn't been through everything that they've been through now. I mean, I know certainly you've been through a heck of a lot more in the last eight years of our relationship, having birth twins and stepmom, two kids, or bonus mom, sorry, bonus mom, two twin, uh, two, two boys, and starting a business. You know, we go through a lot as people, and man, the more that you and I are good at loving each other, yeah. the easier everything is. Life is more manageable. Life is a heck of a lot more manageable. And that's, um, so, I, I mean, going back, kind of shifting back, so the first thing was communication, right? Yeah. What makes a healthy relationship? Communication, as you can see, it's very complex. There's many layers to communication, what healthy communication looks like at an individual level and within the relationship dynamic. Yeah. But also, what we've talked about but maybe haven't mentioned the word is vulnerability. That's like the idea of... Well, I think you talked about vulnerability a little bit when you were talking, she mentioned needs, like right. understanding like Need, what you yeah. deeply need and what your partner needs and developing the ability to talk about that. So communication, being vulnerable enough to let your partner what it is that you need from them. Mm -hmm. 
That um, vulnerability piece kind of generalizes to all the other aspects of a relationship, whether it's intimacy, discussing finances, managing in-laws, yeah. parenting. Because when you can be vulnerable, that creates emotional safety. And within an emotionally safe system, needs feel like they're heard and they're met. Yeah. Right? And then you can kind of have some healthy communication and conflict resolution. That's another thing. Oh, we keep adding. We, we can only give them so much there, too. Many tea. couples do it. I know, I know. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Well, I mean, I think this is, this is like a great beginning. Like, it's I feel a great like, beginning. We want yeah. to hear from listeners. We want to hear from viewers. We want to be able to support you and answering yeah. questions, helping you through any challenges that you might have. Yeah, we're like this very excited to begin, begin this process. And we're, you know, we've had a, you know, we've, we've done really well in, in where we are, which we, all, we live in Tucson, Arizona, and we, we're, we see tons of couples, but we're really excited to just spread it and just help as many people yeah. as we can because it feels great to help couples. It feels great to help families. Um, it's our love. Yeah, yeah. What we do. And it's definitely a part of our belief system, right, that like what we do helps, helps make this world a better 100%. place and s- spreads what more we love. Give, we get back. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Tara, for yeah, starting this journey with me. Yeah. This is going to be You're awesome. Very proud of us. I'm proud, too. This is going to be... Proud of all of... I, and the clients that we see, too. We're, we're not the experts. They are. And we just that kind of support them in being the best people they can be. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to He Said, yeah. She Said podcast. And we'll, uh, you know... See we'll, you soon. We'll see you soon. Yeah.